Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by yours truly, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each week on Ciao Bella, I explore today's Italy, speaking with artisans, designers, hoteliers, architects, artists, Parmesan makers, in other words, the creators who are making the Italy that you love. So sit back and join in. Hey, welcome back to Ciao Bella. This is Erica, and today I am sitting here with the fabled Marie-Louise Schell. Um, I love using the word fabled because that is a word that accompanies her in all of the articles I've read about her and all the stories that I've heard about her. She is the creative director of the Pelicano Hotels, uh, which are three incredible hotels in Italy that, are, um, that have mythology unto themselves. And I'm going to first let her introduce herself. Hi, Belly. Um, <laughs> um, so nice to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you tell me. Okay, well, first of all, I, you know, just to give everybody an idea about you, you're very young um, and you come from a, a hotel family. And let's, let's first, because I think you're right, I just started it really cold. Um, <laughs> let's, let, me, let me give a little bit of a backstory. First with the Pelicano Hotel, or Il Pelicano, yeah. as, as the world calls it, and, and I just recently discovered that um, it's also called Il Peli, is that correct? Sometimes, depends. People have different short names for it, but... The Pelicano Hotel is a, a historic and um, almost mythological hotel on the Tuscan coast in Porto Ercole, and it was built, I guess, or it was opened in 1965. Yeah. And your family took it over in 1979, is that correct? Yeah, my father was a guest uh, at the Pelicano in the 70s because my mom, who speaks only English, or at least spoke only English at the time, he, she was she had just moved to Italy and he wanted to take her you know, out for the weekends and he took her to Pelicano because he knew that she could mingle with people because everyone there spoke English. But before, in fact, this must have been, by, by the time your parents went there, um, it was already a place, from what I understand, where Kennedys would go and the very, very famous, I know there's a whole history with Slim Aarons. Do you want to tell me a little bit about the pre-history, the pre-show history? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a very kind of small, it was kind of a members club without being a members club officially, but they were, the owners were very selective. It was very small. There was like 20 rooms and 18 rooms for the drivers. And the owners would decide who would come in or not, you know, and be part of the hotel. So, um... They were quite snobby, actually, with Italians, and they wouldn't um, really, they didn't really want Italians. Huh. And so my father got in by a complete chance, and, uh, and he'd heard about, he was on a boat, and he wasn't feeling well, and he decided to go and check out this hotel, and his friend said, don't, because you'll never get in. And he said, well, I'll try it. And he, he got there, and the first person he saw was Charlie Chaplin. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so he, he was a bit, you know, where, where am I? It's quite surreal. Um, and, uh, and then he just started going and he became, he was the youngest guest, um, I think, at the time. And, uh, and then that, you know, and then the owners decided that it was time to sell and um, they were tired. And, and so they asked the only Italian they knew if, if he knew someone. Um, who would be interested in buying it. And he was not in the hotel business, but he was so in love with that place that he decided to buy it to kind of protect it. Now, just to describe it, um, I, my, my nonni used to stay there and my parents have stayed there. And I know, I've, I've never been there, but I know I've seen from pictures, it's kind of stepped into 
Yeah, it's 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 very stepped on this kind of uh, cliff, not like cliff, a bluff, almost cliff, quite yeah. you know. Um, so you never actually feel, it does feel like a home because you never feel like a cluster of too many people. So there's all these villas, a main building with 20, 25 rooms and then the other 25 are kind of all over the property. And it has a very particular color, doesn't it? It's red. It's like, um, it's a very specific Porto Ercole red, I call it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then my father took it over and it's kind of a side business, but we grew up there. Oh wow! Um, in the summers, you know, it was mm-hmm. our summer destination, and uh, but children weren't allowed, so it was fun to like see this grown-up world of glitz and glamour, but be outside of it in some way. And uh, and you know, as a child, everything is amplified in, in some way, you know, and especially when you can't be part of it. And so I would, you know, hide kind of in the bushes. I couldn't go down at night during the days we could, but. Um, it was very, I think, formative to see this world of very elegant people having a good time. Now, where did you grow up when you weren't in Porto Eco? In Rome, until I was 14. In what part of Rome? In the center, in Piazza Sant'Apostoli. Oh, wow. Precise. Oh, wow. You were really in the center of the center. Yes. Couldn't um, be more central than that. Uh, so, that's, so then what ended up happening was that um, you, your family acquired a second hotel. Yeah, then my father always for, I mean, he's a pure uh, aesthetic person. He loves, and I have to say my mother as well, anything that is beautiful. And so then again, by chance and lots of intricate stories, he bought the Pasta Vecchia, which is uh, outside of Rome. Um, and again, he was you know, he still wasn't in the hotel business, it was always side kind of investments, you know. And then, um, I think it was in the 90s, he decided to go to hotel to Cornell. Oh, so he went, he went back to, to the yeah, hotel Yeah, he school? went to like management school, you know, the like three-month course, uh-huh. and, and, and got lots of tips on, you know, working at hotels, because he stopped doing the other things he was doing, and then it became kind of his thing. And then eventually, from what you just told me earlier and what I've read about you, is you also ended up going to the US. So you went to boarding schools. I went to boarding school in Switzerland. And then I went to um, university in Providence, Rhode Island. And that was RISD, Rhode Island School of Design? And um, I knew I wanted to be in the art world, but I didn't exactly know what. So this visual gene that you talked about, you said you both your parents were aesthetes. Yes. That also must have passed to you as well. I think, it, yeah, as I was saying, I thought, oh, that's very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and I think also growing up in Italy, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about it. I mean, I think each one of us has a particular sense, which is, you know, more enhanced than others. And I, and I think that growing up in Italy, uh, maybe I was born in a family of people who are aesthetic, I don't know how to say it in English. Um, but also growing up in a city like Rome or, you know, in, in most Italian cities and towns, there's a very strong sense of proportion, of color, of scale, and I think it really forms you, you know, it forms your aesthetic. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so did you, did you know when you were studying at RISD that you'd eventually return and work for your family? Absolutely the last thing I wanted to do. No clue, no, no <laughs> clue I was going to ever work in the hotels, ever. So you, I was by complete chance. So I, I, so you, I know you worked a bit in interior design. Yeah. Uh, or not a bit, but <laughs> like a substantial bit in I interior. I think it was like a couple of years that I worked with a really great interior designer here in Rome that was so formative. Um, what kind of properties were you working on? Apartment, really nice houses and apartments. And then all of a sudden, 
this is what I've read in the, in the mythology of the show family that um, your father asked you to redesign some bathrooms at the Pelicano, is that correct? Yeah, I think it was like 2005, I can't remember now exactly the date, but he said to me, I have to find those invoices actually, and from there I'll find the dates of when you know we bought the tiles and things like that because I keep forgetting. But I think it was around 2005 or something, and that. And uh, he said, "Will you, you know, redesign two bathrooms?" And I said, "Sure." And, um, and then when I did that, I said, "You know, I think you really need to like reposition the hotel to a younger crowd because it was starting to, mm. you know, everything is a cycle." And and. And he said, do it. And I said, mm, I won't, because I don't think I'm capable of that. But, um, and he was amazing, because he gave me the space, you know? And so in, over a winter, I hired a girl who still works with me, Antonella, and um, we actually redid the, most of the hotel to people <laughs> over the winter. And that, I mean, just to go back to the numbers, that's, I, I know there are 50 rooms and suites, yeah. plus the six cottages. Including the six cottages, it's 50 rooms. Oh, including, but that, I mean, that's, that's quite a bit. <laughs> so we started with the main building, the oldest part, and then, you know, it's a constant renovation. So we did the main um, block of rooms and the restaurant, and then, you know, added another restaurant. And then really every year we keep on putting a lot of work into it. But the first, you know, chunk of it, I was kind of alone with this immense responsibility, which I was really scared of, but I thought, I'll, I'll, I might screw it up, but I won't screw it up as much as someone who doesn't know this place. And I know this place, and I know the life, and I know the people who come through here, and I know the DNA. So that's, that's interesting to me, because I think, you know, you, you from what you're saying is, you know, you, you knew that you wanted to, let's say, rejuvenate the clientele. Yeah, I wanted it. I, my, I remember very specifically saying, I want to make this hotel into an iconic place that is timeless. And, and, and I've been reading a lot lately about, you know, manifesting and intentions and things. And, and I think it's, it's a real reality. <laughs> but not that you say something and throw it to the universe and hope it drops on your lap. I think it just... In, subconsciously you really work towards that direction right? I, I definitely agree with that I, I do feel I mean it's that kind of back in the day I think they called that the power of positive thinking yeah um, but that's something I truly believe in as well so I see what you're saying so and, and I, I you said the exact word that I think most people will say about the Pelicano it is iconic it has become like a, a punto di riferimento a point of reference for that entire area um, and then now so you know and, and so when I got stuck in doing all the rest so, so that's got, how so then I became not you know I started as kind of the architect of the place but then I was like oh you have to redo all the graphics and then oh god all the sales materials like I can't believe you know our salespeople go around with these really bad materials and then I start literally started manically taking curating absolutely everything and I really you know at that point I was stuck in a job that I really loved and, and I was just kind of going along and, and learning so much about it. And, um, and also I think I had an approach of someone who doesn't come from that industry. So I had a complete different approach to like the way of doing things, I think. Well, it's, you know what I think is really- At that point. So I think you said a, a really key word, curating. Yeah. Um, because it sounds to me like what, what you do on a, you, you are a curator on, you know, of a different kind of, let's say, temporary and permanent exhibition. 
you know, because that's what your hotels have become. They've become, I don't, I don't want to say they're exhibitions, but they've become these spaces that, that, you know, are timeless for one that have, you know, and so you're curating that permanent space. But I also know that you're, you're also creating these, these temporary experiences as well. And I know you've done a lot of different collaborations. I know that there's been books with Jürgen Teller. Um, uh, I think I think what, what uh, I've, I've been following JJ Martin and La Double J for a long time, and I, I remember distinctly the collaboration that you two did. I, you guys maybe were were you with her in a did I did I see an image of you guys in a, the window at Bergdorf's in yeah. New York? Yeah. So it was like Pelicano and JJ in Bergdorf's in New York, which I thought was incredible. Um, and I know for Restless Sleepers, and what I what I've noticed with this through line is that, um, or there is a, a little bit of a through line, is that you do a lot of collaborations with a lot of um, different artists and creators that are some. A lot of them are women, and a lot of them are producing and creating in Italy. And I'd love yeah. to talk to you a little bit about that. Well, again, I think that was um, when I was redoing the hotel. We had this space uh, for the shop, and, and we had. A hotel shop and um, and I thought well there's an opportunity here to make this the coolest hotel shop and by no means I'm saying that's what we did but <laughs> I think people you know hotel shops are really flat well yeah I mean I just kind of look at them as places where I might get it's the cap and the ashtray it was because again that's changing and nothing against the cap <laughs> and the ashtray but I think in the hotel in hotels you have an opportunity to touch the client in every single it touches soul, you know, and, and make him discover something. If it's a really good oil or a great olive or a really good homemade jam or a great brand because they find that in the shop. And I think there's an opportunity in that whole day, right, that the client spends, the guest spends in the hotel. And so I think, again, the shop was something that I wanted the guests to come in and be like, oh, wow, great. Oh, look at that dress. Oh, I'm going to wear it tonight and be excited, you know. And so... I started do the, doing the buying for the shop, which is slightly bigger than this room. And you should see it one day because it's jam-packed. But And every year I took like a bit more risk because at the beginning it was like safe and, 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 you know, the basics kind of. And then I started really bringing in bigger um, brands and like, you know, from Jill Sander to Missoni, Victoria Beckham, all things that you would find in a shop possibly in, in a city and not on the beach. Borsalino and a lot of brands that were starting, like that I just found out, like this French company who makes these amazing bags called Rue de Bernier, or a friend oh, yeah. who makes these incredible glasses, Luca Nicchi, and they're made in Italy, and then lots of little things. So, um, and then I thought, well, we should start, you know, doing collaborations. So I think it was seven, eight years ago with APC, we started doing our t shirts with them, and then we did the book clutches with Olympia Letan and oh wow and a, a lot of these things that um, I communicated also terribly on our Instagrams at the, back in the day but we have so much actually history of collaborations um, that we're, we're doing quite you know again it was all a learning curve so then we started doing more and, and more structured I would say um, and so the, the last one we did which is the biggest one um, now is Birkenstock that came out this year. Yes, I saw their 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 very fabulous Birkenstocks. They're very fabulous. The raffia ones are very interesting. I like yeah. them. No, it's really it was really great because um, they you know I I wrote to them and I said I have this idea because it was three years that I was sitting on this thing of Birkenstocks because I wear them all the time. 
Ah. <laughs> are those yours? Yeah. Can I see? Are, these are the ones we did. That. So I designed these are black silk, but they've got a lot of sand on them right now. <laughs> so, so, but they're usually cleaner. Il dolce far niente. Yeah. And so, anyway, it's been really successful because it was kind of an also an unusual co-branding. So you reached out to them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I reached out to them and I said I have this idea and, and they said, mm, we were really difficult with collabs, but send us what you, you know, and I had the project already done. So, and, you know, 24 hours later, I sent them. How many, how many different styles are there? There's one model, which is the Arizona one, which is the one I wear all the time, but it's in the model, the... Um, um, uh, seven. Ah, and they're different. They're all different materials. So it's one model with different materials. Yeah, is that... it's one model with different materials. Very interesting. I mean, normally you don't think of wearing silk shoes on the beach. I mean, I guess. In fact, I in this case I shouldn't have. And it wasn't actually the beach. I think it was like I went on a walk on a dust dirt road. But um... but I think there's something so delicious about wearing silk Birkenstocks on the beach. Well, I wanted to to make them that um, that you could wear during day and night. I think. And I think that's the, a bit the principle that underlies all of our hotels is to make something that is timeless and doesn't really have a season, um, you know, or, or you know, in, in the design and in, in what we do. And it's for me, it's so important that the hotels are not about a trend, you know, and they're here today and tomorrow there's the new cool thing coming up. We're here to stay. And that's what, you know, I want to do is, is keep doing hotels that have a soul and personality and they're not about a quick fix, you know, and um, well, let's so, let's and that's the same thing with our collaborations and with the other things we do. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the other two hotels because yeah. eventually, um, I think we earlier mentioned your family acquired the the the, the Getty property, yeah, <laughs> um, which uh, La Posta Vecchia, which you know, I think a lot of people think of it as the Getty property, but historically. It's what was it built in the 1700s? Is that correct? The house is um, no 1640. Okay. And it's built on the ruins of a Roman villa. Oh, so so, so are we thinking like imperial or republican? Is it is it in the BCs? It's the BCs. <laughs> okay, republican. Yeah, yeah, it's the BCs. That's, that's the not nerdy archaeological archaeologist wife <laughs> asking. It's the BCs. Okay, so and it's quite amazing. So I mean, um, you know, it's uh, this beautiful 1640 house built, and the basement runs the whole uh, ruins of the Roman villa and in the garden. Now, as I as I mentioned earlier, my husband and I were there, and your father um, found out that my husband was an archaeologist and took him through. And if I'm not mistaken, and I'm probably going to be mistaken because I often throw out things in archaeology that my husband's like slightly incorrect, Erica. But I think that it, I do remember something about the second century BC. And I remember your father being so excited and showing us this whole underground space and my husband being like, wait a minute, there's a Michelin restaurant on top. Yeah, it's, it's quite, I mean, it is a spectacular property. I think, I think my father's eye was really in finding these places with that were so uh, kind of out of the like particularly out peculiar. of the ordinary i think you know in the 70s also porto Ercole, like today unfortunately it's not fortunate and unfortunate i think it's not so well known you know i mean it was probably easier if you'd gotten a hotel on the amalfi coast which was already a destination right. and and certainly la posta vecchia is not maybe a destination the area of the Posta Vecchia for funny. holidaying, but those properties, both of them are so amazing and, and they've, they've got so much life, you know, that needs to be told. Um, 
And so then that's what, what I try and do is make these places could have a past and keep the past and take the dust off and, and just create kind of a dialogue with today and today's culture. So last summer, um, I took our daughters to Ischia mm -hmm. for vacation and we were in, is it Lecomano? Um, the little port town and we were, we were on a little boat and we, in the distance, we saw this, but the, the then nine-year-old was like, oh, look, it's a castle. She's like, we should see what kind of fairies live there. And I'm, and she sometimes can be so cute. And then sometimes she can be so urban. And then she's like, because she's like, because we'll take it over. Mm -hmm. And and um, the boat driver was like, yeah, you know, it's this, this old historic hotel. And then I think a week later, <laughs> I'm back in Rome. And I read that you had decided that was, you know, after searching for different properties. And in fact, I, I believe that the article said that you like to stock buildings. Yes, that's the uh, fine apartments. Um, um. <laughs> that, that all of a sudden the, the Pelicano Hotel Group was taking over Mezzatore. Yeah. Well, my brother has complete credit for finding it because um, that's what he does. He's on the board and his, he's uh, kind of the director of the development. And so he always comes up with amazing properties for for us to see and um, we have seen I think about 30 but nothing was quite like hit the spot for a series of reasons honestly and um, and then he he insisted he was like you have to go see this place Torre. and I said I really don't want to run another seasonal hotel I want to run something that's open all year round and all, all three hotels are seasonal yeah okay. but Posta Vecchia is shorter season uh, I mean it's open until later in November okay and um and so, you know, he told me once and then he's like, mm. and then came back and, um, and said, listen, you really have to go see this place. Let's go see it. It's really important. I was like, H, really? No, I don't want. And he said, listen, it's the last chance. 23rd, it was the 23rd of December, pouring with rain, freezing. And we get a boat and go to Ischia. And I was really you know, tight. You, you know when you get to that point, like next yep. to Christmas, that you're just bummed and like not. And then we got there and it was all boarded up and the sea, the waves like that. And it was just amazing. And, and um, so, I mean, my brother had really all the credit for finding it. And then we, you know, it took a while to, to figure out the logistics. And then we got the keys in January and just did, you know, three and a half months of heavy makeup. Um, I have to say the team, the off three and a half months. That's it. How big is the property? Big. <laughs> and I mean, and we, by the way, we should let, let me, let me logistically tell everybody what we're talking about. This is, um, it's, you have to take a train or drive to Naples, uh, which is about in a train ride an hour and 10, an hour and 20 minutes away. Then you get on a 45 minute hydrofoil to a big green island in the middle, like the ju just off of Naples. I think it's part of the Flagrian Islands. Um, so this is not like you get just drove up the coast. No, <laughs> no, no. I mean, if you're flying from anywhere, it's really easy. You fly to Naples and you take a ferry, you know, from Pelicano. Uh, it's a it's a commute. It's a big commute yeah. to work. But um, and, and and we're talking like just just the logistics of getting. I mean, to re to to kind of rebuild not rebuild but renovate this. 50 plus room hotel yeah and I have to say it's you know we never worked in that area we never worked with that team and some some part of the team was saying let's just run it silently for a year and um, I said absolutely not because it's going to be impossible I want to let's fix this and so everyone who uh is in this office just 
we worked non-stop non-stop for three and a half months because you know we had to open the hotel we had when, to did you, it. when did you open it we opened it beginning of april that's so and we started, you know how in Italy everything stops over uh, Christmas and January until the 10th, you know, no one was working. And we hadn't done any work on it before. I had like some ideas, but I mean, very big because we didn't know if we were going to get it or not. And so then when it was like green light, we're like, okay. And we just all worked seven days a week for three and a half months. And it was great. I mean, it was such an experience. Um, everyone worked really hard, the team really bonded even more. I mean, we're a very close-knit office, I have to say, because um, everyone works with such passion in, in this job. But it was amazing when we opened it. I mean, I, we, I still can't believe it sometimes when we say, it, you know, like, oh, it took us three and a half months. Again, it's not perfect and we need to do a lot of renovation over the winter. Um, but you know, now the, the first impression, you get the mood, you get the story we wanted to say, you know, it's like, and that's what we needed to do was. So, so tell me a little bit about the story. Um, is, is it the fairy tale castle that my, my daughter insists it is? Well, it was a tower, a watchtower. So depends on the, what kind of fairy tale castle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was owned by a family for a long, long time, and then it was owned by many families actually passed in the hands, and then for 30 years it's been a hotel. Um, I'd never been there, and I'd never been to Ischia. Not, none of our family had actually. Really? Yeah, and so, but as I was saying before, between Pellicano and Posta Vecchia, I think it's again in the DNA to look for non-obvious. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying to us, well, why don't you open in Capri? And, and we said, well, why would we open in Capri? I mean, Ischia is unbelievable. I mean, I love that island. It is wild, it is beautiful, it, it's incredible. It's, uh, it's got a lot, I mean, it, 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 the island itself has a lot of mythology. Um, I, I can't remember which, there's, um, there's a whole, the, the rock formations are from some god who took, who took a, a permanent, actually probably a titan, who took a permanent rest there because that whole area is related to the Odyssey. I mean, it's, it's beautiful believe, yeah. and it's green. So, but you know, one of the things that you said earlier, and I think um, that you keep saying in different ways is that, is, is that the hotels, the locations and the hotels that you're choosing are out of the ordinary and not just, well, it's out of the ordinary, but no. I mean, in, in that they're, they're particular and they're, they're not, like you're saying, they're not in the places that you'd expect, and the properties are not what you'd expect. Um, I wanted to ask you if you if you could do. Um, each of the properties have a different personality for you, and if if they did, how would you describe each one? Um, I think Pelicano is kind of the mother, no, and uh, the mother and the niece. I mean, I see it. It's a very feminine place. I mean, I think there's always been strong kind of female energy. The first owner did all the interior design, like, and it's always been a house. So I think there's this kind of grand, you know, um, but always kind of elegant, but understated um, feel to a Pelicano. But I think that goes for all the properties. But it has also that feeling for an older generation and for a younger generation. So it... Um, what, and one of the things I love about it is that you do get 90-year-olds and you get 25-year-olds and they all coexist. So I think, you know, the Pelicano is really kind of a family, um, if it could be a hotel description. Um, it's um, 
multi-generational. Um, Pasta Vecchia is much more male, I mean, obviously because of the, it was home to the Roman Empire, uh, Roman um, Imperatori, come si dice? Emperor, the yeah. emperors uh, who used to weekend there, and then it was Paul Getty's, and it's and it's quite like it's it's complete. It's very opulent. It's very rich. It's very you know the decor is the complete opposite from Policano. That's so interesting. I, I love that mother male is female male kind of. Yeah, they're completely different stories, and I think like. Um, Mezzatore is kind of a hybrid, you know, when I was redesigning it, I was imagining this very kind of flamboyant man who lived there by himself in the winter and he was a writer with the, you know, who traveled the world and so much, collected so much different visual material. So when you see Mezzatore, it's like, I think it was partly because I had no time but to do it with instinct, in, instinctually. So everything I chose was first choice and that was it. Wow, so and it's like you're, you're just really like gut. It's, it's responding right away. Designed with the gut, literally. Wow. And, and so, but my narrative in my mind was that it was this man, you know, that was kind of just, again, very flamboyant and fabulous and had taste and travel and everything. And so I put everything I really like in it. This must have been a really interesting project for you because, and, and completely kind of off book in the sense that the other two properties you grew up with, and so you you kind of, you have a really strong personal relationship with with the Pelicano that you were saying yeah. by hiding behind and watching yeah. the people and La Posta Vecchia and, and this one you uh, to me it sounds like you know you, you know because you, you grew up with the stories of those and this one you had to you know you basically responded to a story that you were finding you were discovering yeah and I kind of made it up and I you know there's Luchino Visconti's house on top in the same garden so I mean the director yeah. And so it was just really like gut feeling, and and um, and so I think it's a, it has to grow. I think that this man is in maybe in his forties. I don't know. Maybe it could be two hundred. Again, it's timeless. I think what is common to all of our hotels, or at least we try um, our best, you know, is to have this. As I was telling you, this kind of like approach that. I don't want to win awards for interior design and we don't want to win awards for like the most innovative graphics. We want to do something that is really nice and resonates with people and is not complicated and it's simple but um, sophisticated and, and I think that, you know, and, 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 and timeless. And so that's it. Well, I'd love to ask you, um when say say you've got some friends or friends of friends say you know what I'm, I'm i'm coming for a long weekend to mezzatore i've never been to ischia first of all i've never even heard of ischia that's yeah. what they say because i've only heard of capri <laughs> um i didn't i've only heard of the two italian three italian islands sicily sardinia and capri and uh, but i but this off the beat place um what what's uh what, what would you say would be the, the ideal weekend or what, what, what should someone bring? As, as someone who is a curator of culture, whether it's in your hotels or in the actual hotel shops or in this micro collection that you've done for, for Birkenstock, um, what, are, what, 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 does, what are the fundamentals that someone would need to bring for a, a wonderful weekend at Mezzatore? As in what you put in your suitcase? Yeah, let's, let's start with what you put in your suitcase. Well, I think um, really good book. And we have this, at the Mezzatore, we have a, a library with just biographies. Oh, um, like who? Oh, God, I can't remember. 
one that I just read, which is a really funny biography, is Chelsea Handler's biography. Ah. Who's a comedian and who I absolutely love. Um, who else do we have? We have a lot. I'll get you the list out. Uh, from Steve Jobs to Michelle Obama to Benjamin Franklin. I mean, we have so many biographies and autobiographies. Agassiz, which was great. I mean, um, a lot. Okay. And I think it's just inspiring to read. It's nice to be inspired. Um, and so... Uh, also at the Pelicano, we have a um, book selection that, you know, book hotels tend to buy like books by the meter. And so I asked a friend of mine who's a great Italian author if he would choose 50 books to read in a lifetime. And so we have 50 books to read in a lifetime. And, you know, again, it's one of those things that you, you, you go to choose a book and you think, oh my God, I've been dying to read the Odyssey. You know, those things that we all have, like, I need to read that book. But I've never had point. the time. Yeah. So, can, I, can I ask what your friend's name is, the author? Leonardo Colombati. Oh, so that's great. So you have a, you have a library of books that I could... I'm a big book reader. I could just come and take them and read them. Yeah. And then uh, the same for the film library. I mean, it's all a selection of kind of films that is curated by different friends who are in cinema. Saverio Costanzo, I'd ask Bernardo Bertolucci if he'd put some films. So, And I just like a lot of different films. So it's it's all... What, what kind of... I, so uh, I'm, I mean, definitely I'm not so, I'm, only I'm, holiday films. No, 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 no. Like, I don't mean that. From Festin to <laughs> no, I mean more like so. I, you know, I think with the day of streaming, the DVDs. DVDs. Yeah, because you cannot stream. Besides on Mubi, which I think is an amazing cultured platform for cinema, you can't download like Antonioni. You know, you can't download Fellini. You can't download those kind of films, and and so um, I put those there. Oh wow, that's great. And what else should someone potentially pack in their bag? Because um, obviously they don't need to pack books because you have them now. Yes, they don't. <laughs> and they, so they don't need, they don't need to bring... Sack the books. <laughs> they don't need to download anything. They don't need to download anything. I think just some flat shoes like Birkenstocks, some trainers because there's amazing hikes you can take around Ischia. Really beautiful. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Cisundere Passeggiate. I mean, I just, again, I'm starting to discover it now, but there's some places that are just amazing to walk around. I mean, the Botanical Garden is sensational. Have you been there? I've not been there. I, I know that there's also... Um, I know that there's a bunch of craters. There, there are these incredible. I haven't done this yet, and I'd like to do this. There are you can walk around the craters of Ischia, like because it's all volcanic. Yes, it's, it's Monte Ipome or something like that. Like, you're, I, you're much more clued in. You know, I didn't have the time to even go around yet. No, I'm I'm a complete nerd. So I I, I read everything, and then I, it doesn't mean I do it all. No, no, but <laughs> it, I mean, just, it just it just means that, and then and then words come out of my mouth because I can't stop talking. That's why I have this podcast. Um, <laughs> But I, but I know, I mean, it's, you know, and I, I also know one of, one of the things because um, my grandparents used to also do this is what they would, so my, my grandparents, Italian, moved to New York City and then had the required many month vacation, summer vacation with the family. And so another thing that they would do, my nonna always had to do with her sister was she would come and she'd go to Ischia and go to the thermic baths. <laughs> like that was their thing. They like, nobody talked to them for a week. But I mean, this was also before cell phones um, and they were just gone and they were like, we're, we're taking care of ourselves. We'll see you in a week. And we were like, what the hell? Um, but that's what they would do. And they were, and, and Iskia, I mean, the, the whole, um, the whole thermal area, the waters are amazing. Exactly. And it's, I'm, and, and I, so I, so for the first time, I've, I've been to Iskia a few times 
And then last summer I went and I went all around it and I saw these incredible baths and like those little coves that you can go to and you can rub the kind of mud on you. And then, um, so you're like, everybody's covered in mud and it like makes you feel really good. And the, and the water's like cold, but then there are parts that are, are really warm because they're thermal. Yeah, we have the thermal uh, water that arrives in the, in the, in our pools. So there's a whole indoor pool with all five different pools with different temperature water. Oh, really? Yeah, it's amazing. What, I'm curious, what is the, your, your indoor pools and your, what, what color is it? The is water? It, no, the color, what color? Cause I, I, I've used someone super visual with color. So I'm just wondering the colors of inside the green. The, it's green. Yeah. Oh, nice. That would be very nice to be in a green room. Um, and, and, and that again was a lot of, there was, a, you know, it's kind of old rivestimenti and I was like, oh, we have to, you know, this is like the, the highlight of this hotel, the thermal area of it. So we have to change it. And everyone was like, well, you're never going to make it. I was like, yep, we'll just get tiles and cover the walls. And so, because if we change the floors, we'd have to strip them. And so you demolish it and it would take longer. So we just covered all the walls, change all the lighting. And it looks great now. <laughs> this winter we'll do the rest. Now, would you, has, has your family ever thought about having an urban location? Yes, hotel? We, we love an urban, a mountain, a country, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, because it's all about so much detail, and I think there's so much you can manage, and then it, it becomes diluted if you don't physically go there and take care of these things. Now, I know we're sitting in your office in Rome, um, and we, what was lovely was I talked to your, um, to Laura, who said, okay, because I said, I'm coming back, and, I'll be, and I'm in Rome, and... Um, and I said, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to meet you wherever. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, wherever for her could mean La Dispoli, Porto right. Ecole, um, Ischia now, and Rome. Yes. So what's, a, what's an average, I there mean, where, no where, where do you live? <laughs> there is no average. I spent, the summer I spent, let's say, 10, 10 days in Pelicano, a week in Ischia, 10 days in Pelicano, five days in Posta Vecchia, like I... So you're rotating the yeah. whole time. And then when, when the season ends, so when does, what's the longest season you said is La Dispoli? Yeah, Pelicano and, uh, sorry, Pasavecchia closes mid-November, uh, then we reopen for New Year's, and, um, which is a really nice time, and then we close February and March for renovations. So what are you doing when you're not in the off season when you're not renovating a hotel? I'm here, renovating a hotel <laughs> <laughs> in the office. Wow. So that I mean, the summer part is more the coming up with the new ideas, being on the properties and coming up with the ideas for the next season and, and you know, strategizing. But the real office work is all from September to April. And that means you're in Rome. Yeah, more or less. I travel a lot, a lot, a lot because I'm also doing consulting for other hotels. So ah. and then, you know, I do the buying for the shops and I'm going to Paris and Milan professionally to purchase all the things for our shop. So my, my last question would be then um, the three hotel shops. Are they, do they all have the same things or are they a little bit different for each one? They now have sim. I mean, Pelicano is the biggest store, Posta Vecchia mm -hmm. and Mezzatorre have a very small selection um, and it comes similar obviously the same from the Pelicano but it that will change okay big ideas in story well I can't wait to see <laughs> <laughs> and nobody knows what I just did right <laughs> um, to give everybody an idea if you're coming if you want to come to any of these three beautiful properties you can fly into Naples and go to Ischia go to yeah. Mezzatore 
you can fly into Rome and go to La Posta Vecchia. Yeah, it's 20 minutes from the airport. I call it the chic airport hotel. Oh my gosh, that's a great way to put it, Trex. <laughs> because it's literally 20 minutes from Fiumicino, which is so convenient. And how about Porto Ercole? How about uh, It's Italian an hour Italian? and a half drive, but you fly into uh, Rome or Pisa, I guess. But I think Pisa's slightly further. And what's the what, what what would you say would be the the average stay or the ideal stay at any of these places? I mean, I would say a month. I think <laughs> that Posta, um, Posta Vecchio need three days minimum. Um, Pellicano, I would say the same. Ischia because of the thermal waters that is a cure. You need to stay a week. Okay, but obviously you go for weekends and that's there. But um, I think because the thermal water treatments and with the fungi and the mud treatments, you do need to do a cycle of a week. Okay. If you're into that. So these are everything that everybody should be planning is um, come to Italy. Yeah, spend a, spend <laughs> at least you'll be spending at least a week in Ischia, which um, will change your perspective on everything because uh, nobody's ever really understood Ischia in my opinion it's a great place to visit it is um and and Mezzatore is a beautiful beautiful property that's right on the water I think um I've been to I've, I've been to Lecomano several times I've seen that you have like a little Lido that comes out yeah. far with that little and I've seen the pictures of those gorgeous hotel umbrellas the, the umbrellas yes. that you've chosen are so beautiful oh, everyone's loving those I'm so happy people like them right I think people I think people will really love them when they get there too so uh, thank you so much thank you I at the end of this podcast, I'm going to share a little bit more information on each hotel. And um, thanks for listening to Ciao Bella. Grazie. Grazie. Thanks for listening in to my conversation with Marie-Louise Show of Pelicano Hotels. I'm about ready to hit the beach. And if you are, you can find her hotels at the website pelicanohotels.com. P-E-L-L-I-C-A-N-O-H-O-T-E-L-S.com. She has three hotels, the Hotel Il Pelicano in Porto Ercole, the Tuscan coast in Italy, La Posta Vecchia in La Dispoli, Lazio, so near Rome, and Mezzatore, the newest in Ischia, which is just a 45-minute hydrofoil ride from Naples. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. You can find all my episodes on iTunes, and if you have time, subscribe, rate, and let me know your thoughts on the podcast. You can also be part of the podcast by donating. Find Ciao Bella on Patreon.com, where with as little as $1, you get behind-the-scenes photos and videos as I travel all throughout Italy. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Disc to Disc Studios, the producers of Ciao Bella who continue to make me sound and feel great.